I'm Jace. And I'm Willie. Thanks for everybody for being patient for the last couple of weeks. We've not had an episode out because we were at Gplex last week and we'll talk a bit about that later. What have you been playing? What have you been doing? Well, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I was playing Half-Life 2, remember? Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah. For the first time. Where was I the last time? i just finished Ravenholm and I was heading into the desert with the antlions and stuff. So I managed to finish it this weekend. And yeah. I'm very impressed. Now, you've played this, haven't you, Jess? Yeah, I have, mate. As I said last week, it's been a long old time since I played it, so it's not really fresh in my mind. So, yeah, just tell, just tell us where you got to. Well, what what I did complain about last week is I felt as if the game doesn't hold your hand enough. Um, so you're kind of left in the levels, and sometimes it isn't, it isn't entirely clear where you have to head. And I think that was just my inbred stupidity from playing so many games that have big giant arrows telling you where to go because as I got further and further into the game I started to notice there's little subtle hints all over the place and what way you to go and I think it's just that thing you know when you're in an area and you've got two paths and you're like oh god there's what one do I go down um, but generally you would have an arrow pointing down one you know that's what way you're meant to go but in this one generally you're looking there's a, there's a way you're looking and you're thinking that's the way I'm supposed to go, but I think, and generally that is where you're supposed to go, because they're so subtle, it's like they're just lights, and just little subtle signs on the, on the, in the, in the background and stuff like that, so generally if you just go where you think you're supposed to be going, that is where you go, they're, they're really clever, I don't know if you noticed, they actually do that in Left 4 Dead as well. Yeah, I hadn't really noticed until you said there, to be honest, um, I think it's 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 good that they can do that without having to hold your hand and put a massive big arrow on the screen. I don't know why other games haven't done that since. Yeah, I mean, some games can be ridiculous. You know that um, the first level in Halo Combat Evolved, not, not the first one, the second level, is it? The one where... There's like three or four ways to go from that central yeah. point. Sometimes you've got three beacons to try and find, and sometimes once you've found the first two... It can be really difficult to find the point where you need to go back and go for the third one. Yeah, just to get but, your bearings in that open area. Yeah. So I'd say that's a bad example of like not holding your hand. I'd say that game could have done with some little arrows or some indications, but definitely Half-Life does it perfectly. I'd also say um, I, I touched on the zombies being scary last week and being probably some of the scariest zombies I've ever heard apart from Minecraft, but... Uh, this, the shotgun sound effect in this game is so satisfying as well. Have you, do you remember it at all? I don't, mate. No, I'll have to go back and uh, listen to that. Yeah, there's loads of really, really good kind of sound effects, and there's a, lot, a great use of noise in this game. But the shotgun in particular, I think you need to listen back to it. There's this really satisfying sound. Like, you obviously you get the, the 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 normal kind of bang when you fire it. It's when you run out of bullets, the sound of them putting more cartridges into the thing. It just sounds so physical. Sorry, mate, Rangers just scored and my, my, my laptop just started cheating. <laughs> did I did wonder. I wonder, what the fuck's that? Also, I would love to talk about the, the last couple of levels in the game where you lose all your weapons and you're given... You know the, you know the gravity gun that you've had the entire game? Yeah. Basically, it gets powered up and becomes stronger than any weapon you've had today anyway. And you just feel like a complete badass... <laughs> and it becomes very portalish in the last couple of missions where uh, it becomes more about like finding these little balls and putting them in the right place and do you know what I mean there's a lot of puzzle elements later on in the game that yeah there's a bit of that earlier but it becomes really really very similar to Portal by the end and I'm not going to ruin the end because I know it's an old game but p- people will still want to play it so I'd, I just I would really recommend this game cool 
Also, I've been playing a game on my iPad called Rebuild. All right, this is not one I've seen at all, so yeah, I'm intrigued. Now, I got into this uh, a while back. I, I downloaded it. It was free at the time. I'm not sure if it's still free. I can only apologise if it isn't. Basically, it's like SimCity, only in a zombie survival kind of way. Um, you arrive in a city. You can actually call the city whatever you want. So in mine, it's called Glasgow. Uh, you get to pick one item to start with, and basically it's just it's all little squares. It's like a kind of isometric turn-based kind of thing, where you start off with like four squares, and you you get so many survivors, and you have to allocate what you want them to do each day. Okay. But it's not, it's not one of your farmville time-based things where you need to set him to do it and then go away for a few hours and come back and he's done it. You just basically, at the end of each turn, like in Civilization, you just press end turn. And oh, it, fair enough, yeah. It skips, the, skips it 24 hours later and gives you the results of everything that you've chosen to do. So the idea is you need to go out, you need to scavenge for food, and you need to pick up more survivors. Basically, capture extra tiles on the map to, to add to your kind of like massively expanding city that you're building, and it's like each different type of building has different effects. Like you can pick up a school where you can teach your guys to have extra abilities. Or Hang you on, can... you've just called it Glasgow. Surely there's no schools there. <laughs> there. There is one or two, mate. Go um, on, mate, carry on. Got those metal bars in the window. <laughs> yeah, you can also if you pick up like um, an apartment building, it expands the amount of survivors you're allowed to have in your horde, and your horde and your base. Obviously, the more survivors you have, the more food you need. So you need to build farms to kind of generate food each day. And there's also little objectives, kind of like uh, Civilization as well, where there's there's like five different ways to win the game. One of them being escaping by yourself and like, fucking off and leaving your entire <laughs> <laughs> everyone who's been there. So being like, a prick. You get little options during the game to do things like I don't know, like. You found a little cabin in the woods. You get options like you find items, like really important items that would help you survive in this cabin, and it gives you the option to either spread it amongst the group or hide it for the, uh, to put in this cabin. If you don't do it, obviously it makes your game easier to survive. But there's other there's other things as well. You can you can find like the ruined helicopter and try and build it, which kind of like the space victory and civilization. And I'd, I'd really recommend it, especially if it's still free. Cool. Yeah, I might um, stick that on my imaginary list. Other than that, um, I went to see Ted at the weekend, though. Oh, yeah, this yeah, I didn't fancy this one. Go on. Well, do you like Family Guy? I do, yes. Well, it's written and directed by the same people. It's Seth MacFarlane who writes it, who also writes Family Guy, and he also does the voice of Ted. Oh, right, yeah. And Seth MacFarlane and Family Guy, if you don't realise, Jess is the voice of both Brian and Peter Griffin. Yeah. So basically the two best characters in the show voiced by this guy so you've basically got Ted and Mark Wahlberg who's in it as well and the two of them riff off each other really well even though it's just like the CGI bear a lot of the other characters in the film when Ted's on screen with them it's, it looks a bit unbelievable but Mark Wahlberg's done a really good job of looking like he's really on screen with this bear but it's very offensive um, it's one of the first times I've ever seen where I mean I've, I've been to see like Bruno Borat stuff like that I actually seen people walking out of this movie in disgust. So if anyone's of the kind of offended type, I would avoid this movie like the plague. If you if you've ever written a letter to the BBC, don't <laughs> don't go and see this film. Fair play. But it's it's really funny. There are a couple of points where it suffers from too much plot. Like it, it's a it's a little bit of a romantic comedy at the same time and a bit of a buddy comedy, and there's a couple of bits where it tries to kind of shoehorn a plot in to keep it moving and it suffers like five minutes of not being funny at these points, but it, it's still funnier than anything else that's out at the moment. So go and see it. Yeah, I'm not much for uh, comedies and stuff at the cinema. Mate. I'm, I'm more about action and big epic things at the cinema. But uh, I might catch it on DVD one year in about twenty. 57, maybe. So what have you been up to, mate? Oh, mate, there's something going on at the moment. You may have missed it, and nobody's talking about it. Um, what's it called again? Olympics or something. Have you heard of anything about this? Oh, uh, yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, I'll josh a bit there, mate. I'm a big sporty guy. You know, I'm a big sporty fan and stuff, and I like to play sports. 
and I like to run about a bit. Um, so the Olympics is on, and it's the greatest sporting event in the world, so I'm all over it, mate, as I always am. Now, I kind of owe you an apology about the Olympics. Okay, go on. Because at the weekend there, uh, I was kind of bashing the Olympics, wasn't I? You were a bit, yeah. Uh, some of that was just to annoy you a little bit. This is fair enough. At the same time, I've never been interested in the Olympics. No, I'm not going to go on about the whole British-Scottish thing. That's not why. It's just more along the lines of I've never been interested in any of the sporting events. But I don't know if it's because it's in the UK, but there seems to be a much bigger buzz for it, even up here this year. And I found myself getting into it, mate. So fair play to you. Good. Well, it's good to know, mate. And there's there's a lot of people going off on one about, oh, people aren't real sports fans. They're only interested because it's in the UK and that. But I'm all for that, mate. I think it's fantastic that people are getting behind it. And if it's only a flash in the pan and people, I mean, go back to football next week, I'm not bothered. But well, people, for the moment, people are into it. There's a buzz around everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. And it's, it can only be good. And if it inspires 10 young kids to go and do some do some sports and stuff, then it's a winner for me. Well, all these people who are saying you're only into it because it's in the UK and blah, blah, blah. What they need to ask themselves is, do they watch Wimbledon? And if so, do they watch every other tennis event that happens all year round? Yeah, exactly. I agree fully with that, mate. It's You don't have to be a massive sports fan. And I understand that, that people aren't massive sports fans. I don't expect everyone to have the same view on sports as me. But certainly in our community, there's, there's geeks and that. And people who weren't in the sporty side of stuff at school and, like you say, weren't picked for blooming the football team or pick last for, for blooming playing rounders, whatever. So I can understand that people have got... Yeah, I was there as well, mate, for some of, some of it as well. But it, it, it shouldn't matter. It, it shouldn't get in the way of a bit of national pride. That, that's what's going on at the moment, is national pride, which we sadly lack in this country all too often. Um, there's always a lot of bashing. And before the Olympics go on, people are bashing out. It's going to cost loads of money and it's never going to work and the transport system's not going to cope. And it, things have gone really well. Not just within the events themselves, but around London. I know there's been a bit of traffic chaos and stuff, which is there always is in London anyway. I don't think it's been any worse. But there's people getting on and people talking to people from other countries and that, which people don't do in the UK. And it's just the, the general buzz has been fantastic. And it hasn't been this nightmarish farce that people were saying it was going to be. So, um, yeah, that's, that's been most of what I've been doing, mate, really. I've, I haven't done a great deal of gaming because being a working man as I am, I work and I come home and then I have to try and catch up on the eight hours of Olympics that's gone on before I get home or whatever. So I've been up till like half two, three o'clock in the morning catching up on stuff because I, I want to watch as many events as I can. You know what I mean? It happens once every four years and it is the greatest show on earth as far as I'm concerned. So I want to watch as much of it as I can and I've been recording it on the V plus box and catching it online and stuff. It's just been buzzing really. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. What I will ask then is, you're saying you've not been playing much gaming, but I'm guessing, knowing you, that while you're sitting, waiting on that heat finishing and waiting on the next set of heats to start, you've been playing something on the iOS, haven't you? I have, mate. I've, I've been playing some things on the Xbox. I haven't been totally away from gaming. Um, this week, because cause the Olympics is on, I actually went on, because I'm always up front with games, I'm always on the cutting edge, I decided to bring out the Beijing 2008 game off my shelf. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, I'm four years behind on that one. So I've been playing a bit of that. Um, well, I'm playing Half-Life a that. Yeah, fair enough. We, we don't need to be playing brand new games, do we, mate? That's not the way we roll. No. Um, so I've been playing a bit of that, bit, play a bit of Beijing, and trying to get the, the little one and the wife involved in that as well. And that, that's been quite good. I'm getting angry about not being able to do the controls on some of the games. Uh, I've also played... What else have I played? I've been going a bit more through Mass Effect 2. Um, oh really? You finally get back into it again? Well, I've been I dip in and out of it, don't I? And, and this should become like a regular podcast segment. I think it Jace, is. Wait, this Jace is... gets back into Mass Effect because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said this last week as well. Well, I did. I said it last week. I've said it in well, every show, I think. Ago. But because you've been bullying me to get back into it, I've I've tried to. If I've got some a period of time to play some gaming, I'll try and hit Mass Effect too. Um, and I've been scanning my planets and I've been working through. And I think um, a little update. I've just freed the convict off the spaceship prison thing very good very good so can i just ask what party members have you found so far and feel free to name them by name i mean i'm not it's mass effect 2 isn't it it's not it's not, like yeah, it's not, not that i mean i don't want you to 
Come on, unless, like, warn people if you're going to give them a real spoiler, like, oh, fuck. No, no, no. This I'm... guy dies. But, no, what what characters have you unlocked? I've got Garrus. Um, I got him from wherever he was. I've got... How much of a shock was it? Did, did, did you know, going into that mission, that it was Garrus? I didn't know. Um, I kind of suspected. I think there was a flash of a... Of a of a person beforehand, like it was a flash of Garrus from a weird angle, and I kind of thought it might be him, but it was good. I, I enjoyed that bit actually because uh, I like Garrus in Mass Effect One. He was probably my favourite um, character, so yeah, I enjoyed getting him. I've also got um, I've got the the Krogan guy still in my storage tank in the in the hold. I don't Run. know if yeah, I don't know if I've got to get him out because I've actually spoken. Have you not to done him. anything with that yet? No, he's still in my hold. Um, so, do you want to know? No, shut up! Shut up! Stop spoiling my game. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got, you go, mate. I've you got go. Jack, as I said. Um, I've just got Jack from the colony thing, and I've also got the the black guy. I can't remember his name. Jacob. Jacob and some woman. Miranda. That's her. So that's yeah, those are, those are the kind of talking characters that yeah you get in each game. The soldier and the kind of biotic. So I'm, the, also, uh, uh, I'm also cracking into the bird who stands next to the galaxy map. That uh, Kelly is it? Oh yeah. I'm almost Kelly, there with Kelly Chambers. Almost there with her, mate. She uh, yeah, she liking she liking a bit of Shepherd. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm really tempted to say things about the next game and stuff, but just stick with it, mate. Um, you've got some really good characters to pick up. And what are you thinking of the elusive man? I think he's a bit of a cock, but um, he's kind of like the shadowy Nick Fury kind of character isn't he yeah it becomes very complex later on i'm not going to say in what way but i like i really like martin sheen's uh, voice actor on that as well it feels like he's really put himself into that character and it, it really shows i mean some of the voice actors in this series have been really good up to now as well everyone's very you, you can tell everyone apart really well and apart from the likes of caden who was a bit boring and ashley who was a bit just sounded like that normal American character, but how great is the acting on like Tally and Rex? You know me, mate, I'm I'm not tuned into all this voice acting and stuff like that. I'm playing the game through and unless something is stand out bad or stand out really good, I don't really notice it, you know. It just so, happens around me. I'm 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 really never tuned into the to the audio stuff like you are. Sure. So um what what are you playing? You've been a paragon or a renegade or a bit of both? I've been a bit of both really. Um I'm more Paragon than Renegade, I think, but that's just the way I roll. But I like to make the odd stupid decision or just tell somebody to shut the fuck up if I think they're being a knob sometimes. So, so uh, I'm keeping it quite balanced. So you came into this with a file from Mass Effect 1, didn't you? I did, yeah. Right. I'm going to get a little bit spoilery about Mass Effect 1 here, but what I want to ask is, who did you let die in Mass Effect 1? Uh, Caden. Caden, obviously everyone lets Caden die. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was banging the bird though, that's why I was, <laughs> I was banging the, Ashley. <laughs> the, the ultra racist. Yeah, that's fine. Right, the other big question would be the the Rachni. What did you do with them? I don't know. It was fucking ages ago. Oh, fucking one of the biggest choices in the game. Who's the Rachni? Dis- there's the bit where you find um, Liara's mum. You know, Benezia, and you fight her, and you can kill her, and then you find the giant queen Rachna, you know those little kind of spidery alien things that have been attacking you the whole time, and you find out that they've all been subjected to this weird kind of horrible mind-altering agent, and basically all the mind-altered ones get destroyed by her, you get the option to either destroy this queen, which basically makes the entire Rachna race extinct, or you can let her go, which could be really dangerous because if you've been paying attention to the lore, you actually find out that the Krogan race was designed, were actually created to destroy the Rachni because no one, because they were just too much of a problem. So you basically, you get the choice of either making them completely extinct or letting them loose on the galaxy, but with her promise that she's not going to do anything. Yeah, now you've said, I think I'll probably let her go, but I can't remember. I may well have fucking popped a cap in her ass, I can't remember now. Let's cool. just say I made it. I made it go. I let it go. I think that's probably what I'd do. <laughs> cool. So, but you're enjoying it anyway. Yeah, it's good, mate. As I say, I'm not getting a great deal of time while the Olympics is on and stuff, but I'm pushing through slowly. I'm pushing through. Yeah, especially now with this challenge you're taking part in—the whole having to finish off your your list. You're, yeah, uh, I'm not going to talk about that just yet. No, but, no, I know, I know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna, it's, but... it's it's 
going to be quite important to um, get through some games very shortly. That's all yeah. I'll say for now. Yeah. What else, mate? Anything else? Yeah, like you say, between doing stuff and uh, obviously my little times on the toilet and stuff, I'm playing some new new games on the old iOS, actually. There's a game... It's, oh, here we go. These Zynga games, Words with Friends and all that. Um, yes. Hanging with friends and scrambling with friends and doing all sorts of things with my friends. Why At the moment... <laughs> at the moment I'm matching with friends but I'm not because I'm not matching with anybody I know I'm just matching with randoms so it should be called matching with randoms but that's what I'm playing at the moment it's, um, it's kind of a match three thing but you, you have to place you know like in columns you get blocks of three different colours Yep. you have to kind of place those in a grid and there's multipliers and there's bombs and there's stars and all sorts of things but basically you're placing them around to get a higher score than some random Um that's all right. It's a nice little time filler when I'm not doing anything. Right. Now, you suggested this to me last night, and I downloaded it. And as soon as I seen the tutorial, I was like, fuck that off, mate. <laughs> yeah, I right. didn't think it'd be your kind of thing. I just wanted somebody to play with, because uh, yeah. nobody listened to me on t- Twitter when I offered the people a game. But, yeah, um, I'm quite happy playing randoms. It's one of those games. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It's not really a friendly thing. You know, you're just playing against some folks. So I'm doing that. Yeah. I mean... Surely maybe someone listening might get into it and might shout you up on Twitter and give you a go. Yeah, maybe. Well, if anybody wants to play me on any of the With Friends games, I'm Jace Stokes on, on all of those, so crack on and send me a go. Uh, other than that, I've been getting into, and I know that recently you've got into this now because I mentioned it, uh, a game called Flight. Oh, yeah, I was playing this today. So I saw this, uh, somebody posted up on Twitter the other day they were playing it, and I thought, I've never heard of this one, so I'll give it a go. And it's like a lot of other games, but it's been done very well. Um, it's basically a paper airplane that you flick across the screen, and you've got to keep it in the air for as long as you can, so there's stars to pick up to make you go faster and uh, unlockable upgrades and stuff to, to keep you going longer. And it's been done in various different ways with freemium stuff and um and pay to unlock stuff but this one because it's a 69p game which at the moment is on free but by the time people listen to this it might not be i picked that up and it's not freemium at all it's a paid game you get the full game you can unlock everything there is an option to go and pay to win if you want to but it's, it's in no way that you've got to do it because yeah. the unlocks are, are come thick and fast really yeah there's never been a point where you had to play like 40 games like aimlessly collecting coins just to unlock something else? No, not at all. Um, you get the, the different stages. I've got to the end of it now, um, and I've gone through all the stages, and there's a certain length of time you've got to, you've got to get to, or a certain distance you've got to get to to get to the next stage. Um, but I think it's really good, there's, and there's so much depth to it with the upgrades and different stars and stuff. Let me ask you one thing. Have you been up into space yet? I haven't, no. Now, I was looking through the list of... Like, it's kind of achievement system that's in it. Yeah, the challenges and they call it. Some of them look really ridiculous. I mean, the highest I've been is 30 metres. And that was boosting into the air the entire time and holding my nose up the entire time. And I, I could only manage 30 metres. And like, even the distance one, like the, like the distance travelled, um, there's there's one for doing like 1,500 metres. And I think the most I've done is under 200 metres. Yeah, but it soon unlocks, mate. It's when you when you because um, you can do three different profiles at the same time, so you can go back and start again and do your unlocks in a different order to try things out. Right. Um, and the way I went through, it, I, I didn't. I, I tried to go a bit more on the distance rather than the control to start, like get more a bit more speed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't really the best plan, I don't think. But anyone can go their own ways and stuff. And uh, like I say, I've completed the game now, and I can go. I think my longest flight is probably 1100 meters or something so you can go a fair way but when you move on try and get yourself up into space because things get a bit different up there i will try to get into space <laughs> i don't know nah, you'll, you'll do get it, there but... soon enough mate it's, it's not difficult i love i love the actual premise of the game though as well it's it's very it's, it's actually quite nice if, if you don't mind me getting a bit soppy it kind of starts off with a little girl and she's writing a letter to santa aren't she Oh, is this the cutscenes? Did you not watch them? You know what I did with cutscenes, mate. Oh, <laughs> you're kidding me. The, through the cutscenes. It, it has a massive charm to it, mate. It's basically this little girl, she's up in her room, and she's writing a letter to Santa that she wants to see her mum for Christmas. And she writes it and folds it up into a paper aeroplane and throws it out the window. And it's basically this joint effort to get this piece of paper to Santa 
for this little girl. But each time you get to a new stage, so like you get past the UK level because she froze, she froze it from London, and you get past that stage, and then when you get onto France, there's a little guy sitting at a cafe who catches it, and he like writes a love letter to the girl because he doesn't know it's a little girl. He just sees like the, a woman's name. And he instantly falls in love with this, this girl, which I think is a bit creepy because it says on the letter she wants to see her mummy for Christmas. <laughs> but like he throws that on, and when you get through the France level, it lands in Africa. Yeah. And it's like this little boy sitting with a plant that he's dying to grow, and he just basically draws on the thing a little, the little plant that he's trying to grow with a little rain cloud above it. And throws it on as well. It's all these people's wishes are all getting put on this little bit of paper, oh. and I, I don't know how it's going to work out in the end. Um, but it really it has this really great little charm to it. I might watch that through. Like I say, I skip through all the cutscenes. Um, they looked a bit too cutesy for me, but uh, I might give that a go one time. So yeah, that's pretty much it, mate. That's, that's all I've played. As I say, the Olympics has taken over my house and my life. So fair enough. Hopefully, for next time, I'll have played a few more things. So another cool thing I've done is uh, the guy over at Retro World, you, I've spoken about these guys a few times before, um, the guy Rob over there who runs that, and he's sorted me out a few uh, retro things I've bought recently, my, including my Dreamcast and that. Yeah, so you've he, gone about that enough. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I'm on commission and all that. So, uh, yeah, he let me know that they were having a, a bit of a retro night on, a bit of a retro gaming night, get a few guys together down there, set up some consoles, and, um, yeah, just people come and have a laugh, really. Yeah, I read about that on Twitter, mate, and I was pretty gutted because it was just two days after I'd left Birmingham after coming to Gplex, so I'd, I'd, I'd let them know I was a bit upset about that on Twitter, but hopefully the next one will be sometime I can get down to. Yeah, well, it's looking to be a bit of an ongoing thing. I think we're going to try and get it like every couple of months, maybe the, the first Wednesday of every other month or something like that, just so it's it's often enough to keep people interested, but not too often to burn people out, you know. Yeah, maybe if you're going to be having it monthly, I don't think I'll be coming down that that often, but I'll maybe come to one of them. Yeah, it might get bigger and better. I think um, there's plans to see where we can take it, and it might turn into another kind of event where there's a bit bit more generic gaming going on. You never know. But sure. we'll see how it goes. So go on, mate. What did you get up to here? Well, they, they set a few consoles up in there. They haven't got a great deal of space in the shop at the moment, the way it's set out. But um, And because it was the first time, it's a bit, a bit of a try and see what would work. They weren't really sure on how many people had come down. But as it turns out, there were over 30 people came down, I think, all in all. There was um, all sorts of people from, from different walks of life. Some of the guys we know off Twitter, there was a couple of guys from uh, Midlife Gamer came down as well. And there was a good bunch, a good mix of people. The consoles we had set up at the time, we had... Um, an Atari 7800, which is actually my old machine. We had the Asteroid set up on that for a bit of a score challenge. The Mega Drive set up as well, which was... The challenge on that was to complete the first level of Sonic in the shortest time. That was quite fun. Uh, what else do we have? We had a couple of SNESs set up there as well. One of those had uh, Street Fighter 2 on there. And the other one had some... What was it? It was Mario Kart. Mario Kart on the SNES. Oh, sounds amazing. Did you win any of the, tool, any of the kind of challenges? Well, yeah, I did. I did all right actually. Um, we'll do the asteroids thing first. I, because I know that game quite well. Because as I say, it used to be my system. It's the built-in game on that system. You know, when you turn it on without a cartridge in. So I, I laid down some good scores on that to start with. Um, there's a couple of guys wanted to have a bit of challenge and made me bring my A game out really. But I, I went through and uh, managed to win that one, which was quite good. Right. The uh, Sonic one, I, I thought I was doing really well, mate. I. Um, I went across in a time, I think, 33 seconds, which I thought was fairly respectable. And then somebody got 30, and somebody got 29, and somebody got 28. And it carried on like this. I think the fastest time in the end was 26 or 25 seconds, which I think is not far outside the theoretical fastest you can do. What, you're talking about for the first level in Sonic, your hedgehog? Yeah. That can't be done in 26 seconds, surely. I think the fastest it can be done is 24. On that night, somebody did it in 26. I did it, like I say, in 33. I'd, I think I took it down to 31 by the end of the night, but I was nowhere near touching the big boys. I think the, the fastest I've ever done it in is like about a minute or something. Get back on it, mate. I think you'll you'll find if you if you time the jumps just right, um, 30 seconds is fairly achievable. Yeah, well, I've got it in the Xbox, so I'll maybe try that challenge on my Xbox. There's no way I'm going to try it on my iPad because... Those really weird, janky touchscreen controls don't work. Yeah, they're not ideal, are they? No. 
So the other things, uh, yeah, I entered pretty much everything. The Mario Kart I was no good at because it's not really a game I've ever been very good at. And I think I got taken out in the first round on that one. But it was quite a big um, competition for that. Lots of people wanted to get involved. And I think there were it was a bracket of like 32 people, like a straight knockout. I think, well, it's best of, best of three races and a, and a knockout. If, if you're not that great at Mario Kart, maybe I need to play you one time and show you some tricks and tips. Yeah, you're maybe, not, you're maybe not, not using the slide button right. That's definitely a game you can play me on, mate. Especially that old version of it. I just I didn't get on with it at all. I think I've played some later versions. I've played the, the Wii one, I think, a few times, and that's a little bit more up my street. But that old one, I, I didn't really get on with it at all. Well, you're, to- you're talking to somebody who's a freaking Mario Kart specialist here, mate, so... No, all right. Maybe not. Maybe not in the most recent one because because I don't really like the old Wii controller. But definitely everything GameCube and earlier. Oh, we might have to have a blast on there if we get a chance to sometime. Excellent. So the other one was the um, Street Fighter Two, which is always a good challenge. All right. Did you did you have some sort of tournament then? Yeah, we did. I think there were. Um, it, was a, it was it was an odd number. And we had to work out a couple of buys and stuff like that. And I think. Um, I think it turned out you had to win like four rounds, so it was two rounds per fight. Best of three fights saw you through. Uh, I got through the first couple of rounds, I think, and then I think it was maybe the semi-final. I come up against somebody who was just pretty fucking amazing, to be honest with you, mate. I think he was using Chun Li, um, and I tried a couple of characters against him. I tried Sagat and I tried um, Vega against him, and I've just I've really got owned in that one. But I had a couple of good fights before that, and a, a couple of good comebacks. So I didn't feel too cheated on that one. It sounds like overall you did quite well, though. I did all right, man. No embarrassing to... kind of results. <laughs> no, not really. No, apart from that first round exit on the old uh, Mario Kart. But yeah, all in all, it's good, and it was good to just get that that many people in there with with the the single minded thing of just playing some old games and enjoying it. And uh, Rob was putting on a bit of an offer on that night as well, so everyone who turned up could get 20% off anything they bought as well, which was quite good. Quite a big discount. It is, mate, yeah. And uh, some people took advantage of that, and I, I think a few people got a nice couple of bargains out of it. And he was just trying to get us to pay full price just two days earlier. <laughs> I'd have got you, I'd got you a deal, mate. Don't worry about it. It's Dick with me, kid. I'll show you the ways. So, yeah, thanks to Rob and the guys down there, and uh, I'll see you for the next one. And hopefully I'll see you at some point. So, as we mentioned at the start of the show... Uh, we'd been missing from last week, and that's because something monumental happened this last weekend, didn't it, Jess? Was mate a big turn in our lives? What happened? Well, for a start, the fucking clouds parted, and the console ninjas met in person for the first time ever. And yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's been a long time in the coming, isn't it? Really, we've uh, we've known each other that long and not really had the chance to. But this was an ideal thing. We both wanted to go down to Duplex and. Uh, yeah, you made your, your long trek down to the Midlands, and there we were. Yeah, it was an extremely long trip. Um, <laughs> it was like five hours on the bus, and we won't get too far into the travelling thing, but oh, I just had a bit of a nightmare, didn't I, Jess? Yeah, this, the whole weekend was a bit of a mare for you, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd bought the wrong ticket to get home. By the time we went down to buy the train tickets, it cost ended up costing £104 to get from Birmingham back to Glasgow on a single which is fucking ridiculous. I could have bought a new console for that price. Do you, know, you realise that? <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't have been a good console, but I could have bought one nonetheless. That's fucking harsh. Man. It, it is bad, and the, the trains and that, and they are fucking expensive. Yeah. But you and did you get know, down eventually. Well, we met, and it was it was a bit strange at first, wasn't it? But I think it was helped very very much by the fact that one of the first, first things we did was we sat at a console side by side, not looking each other in the eye and just talking to each other. Yeah, it was like a blooming old times. We obviously met up with the uh, AI bots guys as well while we were down there. Because uh, while we were waiting for you to come down, I met up with them two lads and we went and had a quick beer and stuff while we were waiting for you to turn up. Yeah, and I missed But like you say, like straight, straight on a console, all facing the TV, not looking at each other and uh, just talking. It was, like, it was like being back at home on the Xbox. <laughs> it's a pity though I had actually showed up three hours late, so I kind of missed a lot of the gaming at the start, didn't I? Yeah, it was a bit weird, mate. It was it was a good little atmosphere. The, um, the room they had at the hotel, probably who doesn't know what Gplex is, um, you might have missed this. It's the guys from Digital Gonzo, Alex, um, had set up this event um, with the help of a few of his mates um, at a hotel in Birmingham just to get a few of the, the geek community together and have a bit of an event, play some games and do some other activities we'll talk about. So, yeah, um, there was 
quite a, a big bunch of guys. I think it was thirty. I think it was thirty something on it. That was it. Yeah, it was thirty or so guys, um, all getting together. Um, it was one of those weird things. I mate, I walked into this room and it was <laughs> it was that awkward moment when you walk in and you think. I only know these people by their Twitter handles, and I don't know what <laughs> most of them look like, because not everyone has a picture of themselves on their Twitter thing. No. So, um, Especially not the <laughs> community where we all like to hide our faces, don't we? Yeah, well, some of us, it's a good thing to hide away, isn't it? But uh, luckily, the guys had put some name badges on, and people were wearing those, so after a few minutes, you, you got to work out who people were and stuff. And uh, yeah, there's some characters down there, and some people really aren't what you expect from either their voice that you've heard on a on a podcast or on Skype or from their tweets. You you, you sort of build up a mental image of someone, don't you? And, yeah. That and includes um like your own podcast host, the co host. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and the AI bots and stuff, I think you didn't you weren't expecting like I think you had different pictures of us all on your head. Well that's the thing, like, you hear people's voice and I think your your brain naturally makes some sort of some sort of vision of what you think somebody looks like without any conscious thought behind it. You you naturally think that somebody may look like X, Y, Z. And, um, well, obviously you had me down as being like this golden shiny god. Of course, mate, the, the Adonis himself. And I wasn't far wrong, obviously. <laughs> well, as I mentioned, um, as I showed up three hours late, I didn't get a lot of gaming, but there was a lot of gaming to be had, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a lot of things going on, mate. There was um, a few tables of board games being set up there was some quite elaborate looking board games that I I, di- I didn't pay a great deal of attention although I'm interested in the board game stuff because of the way my life is I don't really have anybody to play board games with um, because of the, bus- the busy life I lead and stuff I don't really have a great deal of people that, that, I, that I speak to or anything. you don't so have any friends I, I have no friends that's fair enough I don't need friends so I, I, I kind of missed out the board game things but it all looked quite cool and stuff like that there was some Xboxes set up on a system link, which is something I've not done since the original Xbox, really, as a, as a system link game. But having that with four players, that was that was quite nice. All uh, round a table on their own screens, that was quite good. Yeah, remember me and you tried to play COD on it? <laughs> <laughs> Worst <laughs> COD game ever. <laughs> what was the score, about 2-1 two, two or something? 2-1, I think, after <laughs> half an hour. I'm going to say I was the 2. That's fair enough, mate. Um yeah, I got to the point where I was wanting to grenade myself just to finish the game. We also played a bit of uh, Marvel v Capcom, didn't we? Well, yeah, we did. We played a bit of that. We, well, the, well um, I, I kind of horsed you at that, but it, then it turned out it was because you were playing the real controller layout and I was playing the the basic yeah, one where every button doesn't move. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It was a simplified layout, isn't it? I, <laughs> thought, I thought I was just an expert at the game. I thought I'd just picked it up. That was a natural. You are a proper gank me, weren't you? <laughs> the other bit we played though, we um, there was a little bit of a retro corner going on. We played some GameCube, didn't we? Four-player GameCubes. Yeah, you all refused my offer to play Super Smash Brothers though, which I was dying for a game of. I, I think that's because before you turned up, there was quite a bit of that going on. There was there was loads of Smash Brothers being played, and people were diving in and out of that. Oh, you kidding? I'd love to get involved in that. Well, turn up earlier next time. I will. But we did play uh, Time Splitters too, didn't we? Yeah, it was a bit weird. Weird, uh, yeah, maybe weird, but I still think the game holds up. And yeah, it's, the level design obviously could be a lot better and stuff, but it is fucking old, mate. Yeah, I just felt as if I was pumping people full of bullets and they wouldn't die. That's just like playing Gears of War. Yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those old old style kind of health bar games, isn't it, where you can pump people full of bullets and just you have to wait for the bar to go. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it was good fun, though, mate. It was, it was good little crap. Saying that, I mean, I complain about that, but. Obviously, my favourite game being Halo, and people always complain about Halo, how you pump people full of bullets before they die in that as well. Yeah, people will moan about any old games, though, wouldn't they? One of the main things that went on, though, was um, an auction, a charity auction, where all the guys had put in some of their special things. There were some special editions of games and some T-shirts and things that people had arranged themselves. And uh, people had put these in for a charity auction. I think it was for Games Aid. And... Um, that was quite good, mate. People were uh, were being very generous for charity, and people got some right nice things out of that. I think. Yeah, they made quite a bit of money as well. How much was it again? It was just over two grand, I think. It was yeah, quite a lot, quite a lot of money made out of it, considering the amount of people that were there. Yeah, some people were just throwing about money ridiculous amounts of money, weren't they? Though. But that's, that's fair enough, mate, because people people were coveting the stuff on this table, weren't they? And 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 there were some tasty bits of kit on there that you might not be able to get. 
um, a copy of cheaply. So, and because it was all for charity, you have that bit of extra, don't you? And you don't mind putting your hand in your pocket. So, it was good to see that people were being generous, really. Yeah, and you won something in the auction, didn't you? I managed to bid on um, a t-shirt with a nice big Riddler question mark on the front of it. That was quite good. Yeah, a bit ironic considering the fact that we were going to see another Batman movie. Another, it's a bit of a reminder of the crap ones, isn't it? The, the Riddler t-shirt. Yeah, but the Riddler was an old classic character, wasn't it? I, I yeah, see I'll, the old Riddler with the old Adam West Batman. That was the Riddler I was going as. Plus, um, if you play Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, the Riddler's absolutely awesome in those games, so it doesn't matter. It, yeah. He's finally been done justice again. So, um, you won something else, didn't you? Yeah, I got the um, I got a nice copy of Blaz Blue with the tutorial DVD and stuff like that. That's a funny old game. It's a very, very Japanese game. That is. Now you turned this on in the hotel room, but I don't remember it because I was quite drunk by this point. I think I just fell asleep on top of the bed while trying to watch you playing it. <laughs> Yeah, I turned it on, and I think the first 40 minutes were cutscenes. And you know I'm not much for cutscenes, but because they were so wild and out there in Japanese, I thought I'd watch them. Um, I think I need to do it again, because I've had too much vodka, and I really can't remember what the fuck went on. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a, a, a go on that, because I do like my fighting games, and I do like a bit of Japanese weirdness now and again. So, on top of the auction, we also had a quiz, didn't we? Yeah, there was a quiz. We all got split down into teams, and... Uh, there were various rounds and stuff, and I think I wasn't very good at this quiz because there was a lot of uh, filmy things which we know I'm shit on. Now, um, there is a really awesome moment that happened in this quiz. and In fact, there's two <laughs> really good moments. I don't think you realised you were being recorded, recorded at the time. And if you listen to the live episode, you can listen to Jace's vocal talents not once but twice. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, what was the first one? The first one was um, you had to you had, you had to repeat the lyrics of this song. Now, what song was it? I don't even know the name of this song. It was "Informer" by Snow. Yeah, and there's a bit of you listen to the the Gonzo Planet live recording, which I believe is episode 98. You will hear Jace repeat the words of this song, which is it's actually quite funny. Especially when you get to the point where you've sat and repeat, repeated it all word for word, and then Alex asks you, but what does that bit say? And you just go, I don't fucking know. <laughs> and it's true, mate. It's, it's one of those weird songs that you, you, nobody knows the words unless you, unless you really know it. And I did used to know all the words of the song, so that's why I tried to have a go, but the old brain cells weren't working after a few beers, mate, so I don't yeah. know. And then later on in the recording, you'll also hear Jace. They did a challenge where you had to listen to an 8-bit tune. Am I right? And then repeat it about 40 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll hear Jace very badly attempting to hum the tune to Bionic Commando, was it? I don't know, mate. Like I say, I was under the influence. And, um... Why did our team get Bionic Commando? I mean, one of the teams got Street Fighter 2. <laughs> one of them got bloody Pokemon. Yeah, I've never in my life have I played Bionic Commando. So, <laughs> But I, I will know. say, my proudest moment would be where I was the only person in the room who answered the Final Fantasy VII question. I think you were the first. You might not have been the only. I was the only one in the room. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no one else answered it. Did you hear anyone else? No, fair enough. Go on, I'll give you this no. one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... If, if someone else had answered the Final Fantasy VII question, I'd have probably shot myself, so I can, I'm quite proud of that. But, yeah, after all that, it was kind of... After the auctions and the quiz and the raffle and stuff like that, um, there wasn't much time for any gaming, was there? So we just fucked off for something to eat and something to drink with the AI bots, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It was good to meet up with them two lads. Um, obviously, we've, we've talked a few times. We've played some games together and stuff. But, yeah, we, <laughs> we had a little chat. And uh, by the time this comes out, you've probably heard that, um, some drunken antics and fun was going on. But, <laughs> but yeah, all in all, we... we drank a little bit too much vodka, we played a few games. And, and we attempted to record the podcast. We attempted, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the chat was great, it was, a, it was a great little recording, the only problem is we were all a bit too drunk to notice any of the sound issues that were going on, and like, accidental muting of the mics, and things like that, so, plus we did the really silly attempt to play video games while we did it, and tried to, to like, kind of commentate on the, on the games. 
and yeah. I don't think it comes across very well in the recording. But we made something out of it, and I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a bit of drunken fun, mate, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Get people together. And if you didn't like that, then don't listen to any shows that come out of Eurogamer because I'm sure it's going to be just as bad. <laughs> so after that, me and Jace were kind of left our own devices in the hotel room. At which point, I think Jace attempted to play some games, and I think I was just so drunk that I fell asleep on top of the bed with all my clothes on. Maybe it was a subconscious thing because I was terrified of being raped by this guy. <laughs> You're a bad man. <laughs> But um, after some well-needed rest, we went the next morning, the entire group of us, so that was around about the 30 of us, all went to see Batman The Dark Knight Rises, didn't we? We did, mate. We went down to the lovely screen at Millennium Point, which uh, I think is still the biggest screen in the Midlands. What did you think of the screen? I thought it was fucking huge. Yeah, it is fantastic, mate. I've been there before and I've seen a couple of things, mostly like nature things and that on the old IMAX. Yeah, just sitting in that massive screen. And you know when you walk up, up the stairs, it's like going into the mothership. Yeah. And then this this vast big screen stretches out in front of you. I think we had fantastic seats as well. We were right in the centre, right at the back, weren't we? Yeah, I think we lucked out, especially because there were so many of us. We could have very much been, very easily been the end of the row. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was spot on, that was, yeah. Yeah, so I think we were very lucky to do that. So what did you think of Batman then? I quite enjoyed it. Um, obviously, I'd only recently caught up on Dark Knight after my uh, previous Fallen Asleep episode, but I think it was a really good film. I'm I'm not a filmy kind of guy, as you know. I'm not I mean, going to give a synopsis of what the acting was like and all this stuff like that, mate. That, that's not my bag. That's more for you. But what I will say, it was a, it was a really good film. I, I think it finished off the story well and just some good little set pieces in there and stuff and yeah, that's it, really. Good. What about the bike? Don't <laughs> the bike talk to me about awesome. the bike. The bike was still not work. My engineering head was on afterwards, obviously, and uh, I know the bike still wouldn't work, but I let it off because it was quite good. Cool. How about you, mate? Go on, give us your uh, more well, thorough opinion. I'm not I'm not going to go too deep into it. We're not that kind of podcast, do you know what I mean? But first of all, what, I mean, what was your opinion of Bane? I quite like the character of Bane. I think um, he was maybe portrayed as a bit cleverer than I expected, you know, I expected to be more of a thug, but I think it was it was played well, and people moan about the voice and that, but when you've got a thing stuck in your face, you're going to have a stupid voice, aren't you? Yeah, but it's not about the obstructed voice for me, that makes sense, that all adds up. It's about the ha- the high-pitchedness of the voice, do you know what I mean? There's a bit where he's making the, the speech outside the the Gotham City prison. It's like, <laughs> It just totally sounds like we're going to take back your city! Do you know what I mean? And it just sounds a bit ridiculous. Have you heard your voice? <laughs> but yeah, but I'm not trying to play fucking Bane, am I? It's <laughs> a good job. <laughs> Apart from that, I thought he played a really good villain. There's a couple of really menacing scenes in the film as well. I'm not... I don't want to spoil it, because this is one that people are going to be watching for a while right now, so... But, yeah, apart from that, I enjoyed it. I think Batman's not in it enough. Hey? Batman's not in it enough. There's, there's like a good period for a Batman, Batman film. Yeah, there's a good right. period in the middle where it must be like 45 minutes with no Batman. Or did you fall asleep during that part? No, I didn't fall asleep. Yeah, right, fair enough. I'll let you have that. I can't remember, but so with Batman being missing for so long, there's, I mean, I think maybe you would have missed out on that. There's a really powerful scene when he comes back. I think it's exciting, and I, I think I, I got really carried away with that scene. I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, you, you're not as much into it as me, but I think the only other thing I would mention is, what did you think of Catwoman? Yeah, I think she was all right. Um, she was a good Catwoman. I think she was better than like Halle Berry and them. Yeah, I think my only response to Catwoman would be, do want. <laughs> yeah, definitely do want me. She's um, <laughs> a nice-looking lady. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that from Anne Hathaway at all because she's generally a bit more classy, and she the parts where she plays Selina, she is very kind of very classy and keeps up with Bruce Wayne quite well. But when she plays Catwoman, she's just she's just losing with sex, sex appeal, isn't she? Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's, I think that's about all we've got to say about it. But I really, really enjoyed it, and I've already been back to see it since, and I plan to go and see it at least one more time. Yeah, fair dues, mate. So yeah, all in all, it was a good little weekend, mate. Thanks to Alex and the, the Digital Gonzo guys for sorting that out. And I look forward to the next one next year, and hopefully it'll be somewhere quite well positioned. Maybe Birmingham again would be nice. 
It's and good for everyone, yeah, be in the middle. Perfect. Yeah, I'll definitely make my, make my way up. I think this time was kind of... I, I booked it too late, and I think definitely next time I'll make my plans in advance and I won't have the travel woes that I had this time. Yeah, it's all about preparation, mate. Obviously, my army background, I'm quite good at those kind of things, so uh, we'll get you sorted out. Sure. So it was nice to meet you, I'll say that. And yeah, it's great. Look, and now I'm, I'm more than ever now looking forward to Euro again because obviously we got... Three nights together in a hotel to uh, stick about and I mean, get drunk together. And I know it's yeah. been fantastic. Plus, um, we've got that kind of awkward first meet out of the way. So yeah, that's it, yeah. the next time it should be a bit more standard. Do you know what that's I mean? It, yeah, and we met a few other people as well. And some of them are going to be down there. So there's there's already faces we know and that stuff. So if you're heading uh, Eurogame, I'll give us a shout. Yeah, do that. We'll see you all there. Before we have a break then, um, anything in the news taking your fancy? Anything you've you've seen? There's not been loads. Uh, the only thing I have been interested in is there was a little announcement by the guys who make DayZ, you know, the add-on for Arma 2. Oh, I see, yeah, because it's a mod, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah. And they've basically announced that it's going to become its own thing now. And what they, what they have said is they're going to kind of follow the, the whole Minecraft standard. They're, they're going to just put it out there and they're just going to add loads of little updates to it every so often. They're going to have the whole... They're going to put the whole alpha thing out for like a cheaper price. It's going to be the same idea. If you've bought the alpha, then you'll have access to the game and you'll be able to buy it later on. Unfortunately, I don't have a computer that can run it, but there is a lot of kind of speculation about maybe it coming to consoles and stuff, but I don't know about that. I would love to see it happen, though. It's certainly a good business model. It's worked for Notch and uh, Mojang and for the Minecraft, as you say. I was was in early on the Minecraft, as we've spoken about before, and seeing it progress through with with something that's as popular as Daisy's getting now. Um, For for that to progress with the user input, it could turn into something fantastic. I'm wondering whether you'll still need to get Armour 2 to run it or whether it will be a standalone thing away from that. No, no, this is what they're saying. They're saying it's going to be its own game now. It's not going to be attached to Armour. Oh, right. I don't know what the so that, that, that that was... That's got on loads of sales. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've still got all those sales now, and now people will be buying the separate DayZ game, won't they? So It's it's something that, that I'm interested in, because I I'm, I'm, don't think I'm too far away from building another PC. I've, I've been specking things up the last week or two, and really thinking more about building a new machine. I think every so often I just have to build a PC. It's one of the things I have to do. Um, but we're not there yet, and I, I want to keep an eye on this, because... There's a lot of talk as well, something like this that picks off, like Minecraft that took off really well. There's always lots of copy games or games that are, like for Minecraft you had things like Fortress Craft and, and Castle Miner and all the different yeah, kind yeah. of copycat-ish games. So something copycat-ish on the DayZ thing, if it's done right, could also be fun as well. And that's what it's going about. No, I feel as if... This is one game where we should maybe explain a little bit about what it is because I know some people who listen to it that I know won't even have a clue, won't have even heard of this. But basically, all it is is it's I don't even know what what is Armor Two. It's just a kind of first-person shooter on it on Steam. Armor Two is the kind of official American army first-person shooter. So yeah, it's a mod to that game. Basically, what it does is it adds a whole new kind of game to it where. There's a zombie infestation, and you're just kind of planted on this massive server. It's just planted somewhere, and you start off with a couple of random items, like fucking tin of beans and <laughs> something like that. And like guns and ammo is really scarce. But basically, you get, you get the, the place is entirely filled with zombies, and I, I, I heard it's kind of like the whole. Left 4 Dead style, where like one or two zombies is kind of alright to handle, but as soon as there's a group of them, they become virtually impossible to take down on your own. So it's it basically becomes more about survival and avoiding the zombies and finding somewhere safe, basically keeping your your character like, nourished and stuff like that during it. But on top of that, you also get people who like actual players of the game who form groups and they basically just go about taking out other players, don't they, and stealing all their shit. Well, that's it. It's the ideal thing. And from what from what people are saying, there's a lot of lads on the Midlife Gamer talking about it and stuff. It's the ideal thing to go online together and, and work together as a team. And with some people, there's always been people who want to, want to grief people and um, take people out rather than just shooting the zombies. So it's it's all about survival. And if survival means you need to gang together against other players, 
then so be it. Uh, for what I understand, you can gang together as, with as many people as you can fit on the server, really. You can all gang together and work together to find items and stuff and, and protect your little stronghold. You can you can hold areas, like try and try and hold yourself a bit of a stronghold and stuff. I was just going to say, I wonder what the the potential is for actually building your own kind of your own your own areas and stuff like that. Like you know when you like I've been reading a lot of Walking Dead and they basically find a place and they surround it by cars and they build their own little shelters and stuff like that. It'd be great if they added in something like that. You could just like form a massive community of people and just build your own little small town where everyone looks after each other and stuff. You know, like um, the end of 28 Days Later, when they go to, is it 28 Days or 28 Weeks, when they get to the the big stronghold thing where it's all um, like a big fortress thing? Yeah, just the massive potential for something like that. And then yeah, for, going all, that. for that to all go completely wrong as someone just fucking griefs everyone inside the place. <laughs> <laughs> the potential for absolute mayhem and it. it's amazing. Yeah, but I watched I watched a clip of someone basically in this in this video um they'd found a crashed helicopter, which apparently is really, really rare. Like he actually watched in the thing like this helicopter getting shot down like coming down and crashing. It's a it's a twenty minute video of this person crossing a little field, like sneaking round all the zombies and getting to this helicopter just to find a gun that has no ammo in it, and it was just the sheer excitement because he found a gun and a fucking tin of beans. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's supposed um, to be really well done, mate, and, and fair play to the guys who are playing that a lot, and I think there's a lot of hours going into that at the minute. If they bring that into consoles, I'm going to be absolutely chuffed. I can see myself wasting my life on that. Yeah, as long as they bring it out before September. So, for me, um, what news have I seen this week? Oh, I noticed the other day that uh, Mojang have announced where Minecon was going to be this year. Right, was that? They had their first Minecon last year over in America somewhere, and there was a lot of talk at the time about it coming over to Europe because Minecraft's got a fair big following in Europe, and obviously the, the guys from Mojang are from, from Europe themselves. And it turns out that this year it's going to be held at Disneyland Paris. Oh, yes. Which could be, if, if I could afford it, man, I'd have tried to go because I do like a bit of Minecraft and. I just wanted one of them capes that everyone was walking around in last time. I just, I can't imagine being entirely entertained at just a Minecraft-centred event. But I think that's an ideal place to have it, so it doesn't have to be just about the Minecraft. And I'm sure these things spiral off into their own little worlds, and, and certainly if there's a lot of people going of the same sort of mindset, different things will go on, won't they? Yeah, Whether maybe, it be yeah. just drinking and going on a roller coaster together, I don't know. I just I can understand the draw of going to like something like Eurogamer where there's going to be millions of games on show and all different types of people, but how much can they really entertain you just talking about Minecraft and showing you Minecraft that you already have? I don't know. But it sounds like a laugh. <laughs> all right, mate. <laughs> well, I won't be going anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But if anybody does go, let us know what it goes on and uh, tell Will how great it was and make him shut up. Oh, how absolute shit it was. <laughs> Not um no, just in case because I know Notch listens to this this show often. Regular, <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's one of our main subscribers. Um, I'm not saying that Minecraft is bad because you know I've played that and you know I love Minecraft. I just I just can't imagine sitting talking about it would be good. So before we got off, mate, we got an iTunes review this week. Yeah, another one. Yes, we did. Yep, from Thumu, another one of the Midlife Gamer guys. And he has said that uh, it's a great informal gaming co- podcast, which is kind of what we're aiming for. Yep. Um, he says, Jason Willie knows our stuff. Stop it! Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Go on. <laughs> yeah. But what comes through is an enthusiasm for gaming, and he's looking forward to hearing more from us. So cheers for that, mate. And Fuma's got his own podcast, hasn't he, Jess? Called The Transatlantic Rants. Yeah, that's it, mate. I've been listening to this as well um, in, the, in the last couple of weeks since he's told us about it. And uh, yeah, it's all right. It's a nice one to listen to. Uh, it's a bit of an odd one for me because it's everything I listen to is either Rangers related or gaming related. So it's good to have something with a bit more reality in it. They, they generally just talk about like current events and things like that, don't they? Yeah, it's anything that's uh, that's going on, anything they, they feel like ranting about, which is uh, it's an aptly named podcast. I'll give you that. So I'll be looking forward to hearing more for that, mate. So if anybody else wants to send us a lovely iTunes review, you know where to find us. 
Uh, obviously, you can always find us on the Twitter as well if you want to give us any sort of feedback or uh, any suggestions or any things you want to talk about on the show. So you can get us on the Twitters at console underscore ninjas. You can get myself at Jay Stokes. You can get me at Majin Willie. And if you want to send us an email, the email is console ninjas podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we welcome anything you want to send into the show. And uh, we can't promise we'll read it out if it's abusive, but we might just do that. So until next time, everyone, uh, take care and we'll catch up with you soon. Later.